now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness.
Ah, yes, could you imagine? I guess Kid Mila Fawcett, a Kyologus crack. It's Ken Mike side back in studio. Mr. O'Brien is uh, taking a turn away from the studio. He's traveling the highways and the byways in northern Ontario. We'll get him on the phone here shortly. But that was uh, an old pal of mine, uh, Seamus O'Dowd from Sligo, and his brand new uh, CD uh, called Stone Walls and Streetlights. And uh, his new band actually called New Road. And. Uh, if you were listening, I was back in Ireland there uh, last week and I was just in the kitchen and uh, on uh, Radio 1 RTE, that uh, CD was been reviewed. So I uh, went downtown Sligo and picked up that uh, that CD. Ah, that's a beauty. That it's an absolute song, yeah. beauty. And of course, in there, if you had a good ear now, you'd know that uh, the Rocky Road to Dublin was in there. They were playing it. So oh, yeah, bit, yeah. very good. Tommy Potts' hop jig was the first one. Uh, the Rocky Road to Dublin and John Kelly's hop jig was in there as well. So we'll be playing a few more tracks of that over uh, in the coming weeks. Well, listen, folks, tell me if you like going to the pictures, do you? Well, I hope you do, because today we've got not one, but two movies, uh, Irish movies, in fact, that will be uh, in this town on uh, Friday, uh, November the 25th. And we'll be uh, talking to the folks involved in a couple of those movies. The first one that uh, that will be uh, on will be uh, Celtic Soul. And you may recognize Owen O'Callaghan's name. He was on uh, Fox Soccer Report one time there, based out of Winnipeg. He's from Cork. And he, w- he got together with Jay Baruchel, who's a Canadian comedian. And it's all about uh, going back over to uh, to see Celtic play. They're two big fans of them. Well, so that'll be interesting that'll be good, yeah. to chat to the lads. Uh, had a chance to watch the movie, and it's uh, it's very good. And another lad from Dublin, Cahal Kenna, is joining us on the show today about a movie called Coming Home, about folks who've been away, no more than ourselves, emigrants in foreign lands, and then making uh, their trip home to, uh, to stay. So we'll get chatting to them. But now it's time, of course, to... Get a get a few words from our pal, Mr. O'Brien. How are you doing, Marco? I'm doing good, buddy. I'll tell you, uh, the only, not the only, doesn't sound like it was the only thing that you picked up in Sligo there. Did you pick up an Irish-English dictionary as well? Because you kicked the show off there with some Gaelga. Good man yourself. Us Gaelga. Sure, it's all yeah. good, isn't it? Ah, sure, it's brilliant. So listen, uh, uh, we, have to, uh, we have to talk rugby. Can we do it today? We can do it today, yeah. Of course we can. Ireland versus and, uh, New Zealand. It's on at half 12, right after the show. And uh, the Galway Arms are showing that. And not only that, but it's the 25th anniversary down there at the Galway Arms, Mark. Oh, it'll be some crack. Now, are you going to head down there for a quick one? I, I might. I have a few uh, a few yokes to do with the kids now in terms yeah. of sports. So, uh, But you never know. I, I, might just, I might just drop in there. It's going to be uh, great stuff altogether. Live music all starting at 4 o'clock today down there. 25th anniversary. I, I, I think I was probably there the day it was open. I bet you were. You haven't left it since. Come here, I have to tell you something funny here. Now, I'm up at the cottage, and um, uh, there's, a, there's a gym up here, and I went into the gym and turned on the TV, and I was belting away on the treadmill, and the comedy show was on, and there was an Irish comedian on, and he was talking about his entire skip for five minutes was a, this story about how he, uh, he was touring the west of Ireland, and the last stop on his trip was in Sligo, and he, uh, he was tired of sitting on a bus uh, from town to town on the west coast, and he saw a flight advertised from Sligo to Dublin for 35 euro. And the whole skit is about what he experiences at the airport. When he gets there, there's a, there's a big, there's a big uh, a bicycle lock and the, the airport is shut down. And he gets there an hour and a half before his flight. And then Bridie arrives with the keys and 
she also opens the pub immediately and it's the funniest one of the funniest skits I've ever heard now well, <laughs> well I'm going to tell you that is not far from the truth uh, I, I remember one time uh, my uncle Aidan was coming in from Canada and we went out to uh, to pick him up and of course he just comes off the plane there leaves the bag security's all there he just he just threw the bag there straight into the pub has a pint with dad and they're chatting away and then the next plane is going out right so there's a whole bunch of German tourists and they're all your man is scanning them up and down with the with the yoke right yeah <laughs> and then they're Dad and his brother are about to leave, and they go, "Oh, jeez, where's my bag? Oh, yeah, it's still out there." So he goes out, and while your man is scanning the Germans, my dad's shouting, "Hey, Park, where's Aiden's bag? Oh, yeah, no bother, Ray. It's just over there." <laughs> <laughs> Some security checks. <laughs> well, he describes yeah. it as a shed, and then it's got yeah. the, the chick, the chicken wire all around it for security purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want funny. people running on the runway now or anything like that. Oh, I know. Well, we, listen, we had a marvellous weekend last weekend. We had the McGregor victory. Of course, the, uh, the, boys in, uh, the boys in green pulled it off as well. And we're sitting pretty on top of our, Euro, our uh, World Cup qualifying group. So it was a fan. And, of course, Ireland beat Canada in the rugby. So it was a big weekend. It was. It wasn't, uh, wasn't bad at all now. Um, the only fellow who maybe let us down was Seamus Power, who couldn't pull it off. He was lying, what, third there at the start of the final day, but fell way off the uh, yeah. way yeah. off the pace. But, uh, yeah, a great, uh, great weekend of, of sport last weekend. Uh, all kind of taking place on the Saturday. Sunday mm-hmm. was, uh, was kind of a dry day then, you know. There was nothing to, to really look yeah. forward to. Recovery. A recovery day, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Irish, uh, the rugby team looked uh, looked very good. Of course, against Canada, it was uh, a good chance for a lot of fellas to to get the run out. And I see Sean O'Brien is uh, starting today too, which is great. Yeah, he's coming back in today. Um, I'm sure. Listen, it's, it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's the first time they've ever gone into a game against the All Blacks. You know, where you know, number one, I don't think they're the underdog as much as they've ever, uh, as much as uh, some of the. Some of the media would be hyping, but uh, I I think they're going to give it a good belt today. They'll be able to prove that it wasn't a, that it wasn't a one-off thing. That on their day they are one of the best or the best, put possibly the best rugby teams in the world at the moment. So, um, and uh, I think some of these young fellas that are in the team, um, they they just have no fear at all, right? They're and just 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 seriously capable players. And so so anyway, I mean the, the odd likes to be out for a bit of revenge, but. You know, you, you can't call what they did in the second half in Chicago anything but, uh, you know, a bit of revenge as well for the first half. And, and Ireland withstood it. So it's going to be a great, uh, very interesting game. That's for sure. It will. Uh, it, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of hype around this game, obviously. And uh, the All Blacks haven't lost uh, two games in a row since 2009. So uh, it's a big task and they'll certainly be offered, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that you're, you know, we're hearing on, on the TV and radio with the All Blacks. I mean, their, their country goes into mourning when they lose. And yeah. So they don't lose yeah. very often. And they yeah. will be, uh, they'll be out to, uh, to put a show on. But, you know, this is a great test for, uh, for Ireland. And if we can Absolutely. go out and, and yeah. win it. And one, one quick bit of information, Ken, you may not have seen it yet, but as you know, uh, Conor O'Shea coaches the Italian rugby team. And yeah. they just pulled off a surprise win against the Springboks this morning, 2018. That's- Unbelievable! Wow, yeah. fantastic! Yeah. I did hear that they were uh, leading ah. that on the drive over, and it's uh, it is incredible. Uh, right. And uh, England were beating Fiji as well on the way uh, on the way over, and uh, that I think is about their twelfth win in a row. And the fo- the fellows I was listening to um, uh, on the drive over were saying that uh, by the time uh, the Six Nations rolled around, if England keep winning, 
then the game against Ireland around Paddy's Day in the Six Nations, we could be in there to beat their record because they could be somewhere around the 17 or 18 mark uh, well, winning streak. So that would be uh, that'd be something if we could pull off something like that, wouldn't it? Well, that reeks of a road trip, Kenny. Oh, it does. It does indeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> certainly does. And, uh, of course, the World Cup bid 2023 yeah, uh, is uh, is off and running. There's the three nations now that are left in it. It's ourselves in Ireland, uh, South Africa, and France, and uh, it's something else. All the uh, the stadiums were uh, were released. You have Crow Park, the Aviva Stadium, um, the RDS, Nolan Park, yeah. Parky Cueve, Toman Park, of course, Fitzgerald Stadium, Pierce Stadium, McHale Park, Casement Park, Kingspan uh. Stadium, and uh, Celtic Park up in Derry. So. Wonderful. Uh, it'll be very, very interesting now to see how we can pull that off. Four billion eyes would be on the uh, on Ireland if we uh, wow. if we did win that. Wow. So uh, it'll be something else. Do we love our attention? Don't we? Ah, should we do? Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Huh? It's all good. We're doing it. All well, good. Listen, good luck with your interviews today. I'll be listening in to you, pal. We're good. Good. 13 after here, I'll let you get, get the show going here. We'll get her going, and uh, I was driving from uh, from Galway to Dublin at a very early hour, and uh, this song came on, and I was thinking that this would be a thing, I bet you were dancing around the uh, the halls of leash in 1985. This was number one, Fergal Sharkey. Here you go, buddy.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Very good. Well, we're off to Ottawa to get the news from Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning there, Ken, and good morning, folks. Desmond Foy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. It seems like every union in Ireland wants a piece of the strike action going these days. The Services Industrial, Professional and Technical Union, SIPDU, has announced plans to put out a ballot to all of its 60,000 members over possible strike action in relation to public service pay. The ballot could come on December 1st after the Gardaí threatened to go on strike. Secondary school teachers went on strike last month on this, and doctors and nurses are considering strike action. The Irish Daily Mirror reports that SIPTU wants to give the government a week to open talks, saying that as the economy improves, now is the right time to ask for pay increases after years of austerity and cutbacks. Several unions want the government to reopen the Lansdowne Road Agreement to give out better pay increases because the economy has improved better than expected when the deal on public sector pay was hammered out. In a related story, the Irish Times reports that the Irish Medical Organization and the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform and the Department of Health have, quote, completely disengaged from talks earlier in the week. As such, the IMO will ballot its non-consultant hospital doctors about possible strike action, and it will resume its action against the government in the High Court over restoration of a living allowance, which was scrapped. In other news this week, dead but not missed. The granddaughter of Cork City's former Lord Mayor is relieved that John Murray is dead. The politician was jailed for a year in 2013 after he was found guilty of five counts of sexually assaulting his granddaughter, Elaine Murray, between March of 1996 and October of 1998. But Elaine, who waived her right to anonymity, said that she is angry that Cork City Council expressed condolences at the recent death of the 86-year-old. She called those condolences, quote, a slap in the face during an interview with Cork's Red FM. I was so upset that he was even mentioned, she said. However, she said that while she appreciates that she cannot airbrush history, that his name is still on plaques around the city, she says, quote, it is a relief that he is gone. She did, however, successfully get his picture taken down from Cork City Hall. Well, this week in Irish history, today in 1918, Brendan Corrish is born in County Wexford. He would lead the Irish Labour Party from 1960 to 1977 and was Ireland's Taunashta from 1973 to 1977 in his party's coalition government with Liam Cosgrave's Fine Gael. On November 18, 1990, saw the death of golfer Fred Daly. He was the first Irish golfer to win the British Open in 1947. It would be 60 years before fellow Irishman Padraig Harrington would repeat the feat. November 17, 1930, saw the birth of politician Brian Lenehan in Dundalk, County Louth. He was Taunashta from 1987 to 1990. On the same day in 1940, singer Luke Kelly is born in Dublin. As his birthplace suggests, he became a singer and co-founder of the Dubliners in 1962. 
On the same day in 1974, Erskine Childers, fourth president of Ireland, dies in office. On November 16, 1931, Ireland's oldest Olympian, Joshua Jerry Milner, dies. Born in Dublin in 1847, he won a gold medal for Team Britain in the 1908 Summer Olympics in London, England, in the free rifle event at the age of 61. Finally, on November 15, 1985, the Anglo-Irish Agreement, which gives the Dublin government an advisory role in the affairs of Northern Ireland for the first time since partition in 1921, is signed. It was signed at Hillsborough Castle, County Down, by Taoiseach Dr. Gareth Fitzgerald and British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Well, finally from us this week, there's a lot of love between Ireland and Canada, as we all know, but there's also a bit of mystery for both nations, nations to solve this week, which washed up on the shores of Ballyglass, County Mayo. This past weekend, a Canadian houseboat washed up on Drum Beach. A note scrawled on the boat said that it was constructed by a man named Rick Small, originally from Thunder Bay, Ontario, and that it started its 1,300-kilometer unmanned journey in Portugal Cove, Newfoundland, sometime around September 30th, according to the National Post. Small's note said that he intended the craft to be used by the homeless rent-free. The craft, fitted with a number of solar panels and painted with tar to weatherproof its wooden exterior, has already been taken from the sea by Mayo County Council, according to RTE News. The boat was made of driftwood and is between 8 and 10 metres long and about 2.5 metres tall. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities. Smart Flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with a gang who's always in the swim of things, Kyolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slan Go Foil. Come sit by my side, little darling. Come
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Definitely, and if you're going to make a date for the Galway Arms, today would be a great day. They are celebrating their 25th anniversary and the celebrations will be starting at four o'clock today live music right through the night and they're actually rolling back the years on the pricing from four to six and from eight to nine thirty and they also have the hop house 13 promo and there'll be prizes drawn out including a 50 inch telly and of course much much more so get yourselves down to the galway arms they're also showing the ireland versus all blacks game at half 12 so the boys down there and ladies down there will be uh, delighted to take care of you. So we're just waiting here on Owen uh, O'Callaghan to give us a shout and we can chat about uh, the movie that he's bringing in. And in the meantime, we'll move on with a wee bit of music. Now, there's a, a lovely lady that connected with me uh, over the internet and then sent me out her fabulous new CD. It's called Stolen Hearts. And um, I uh, have been in touch back and forth with Marie Ann Dwyer. And uh, I've been listening to this CD and it's fantastic. And at the start of this show, she was catching a flight from uh, England back to Ireland, so she won't be able to hear this. She'll have to listen to it on playback. And um, she's on her way tonight to see Mick Hanley and Donald Lunny, and I believe they're playing in Galway tonight. But she did want to send this track out to her good pal and the guy, really, who kind of gave her a start, PJ Curtis. And uh, PJ and... Uh, Marie Anne's husband Colm met in Galway University when PJ was uh, lecturing down there and anyway she was delighted that PJ gave her this song it's called Wild Blossoms enjoy Twelve lovely roses in a blue crystal vase all arranged so neatly Every petal in its place I can't deny their beauty But they will never ever move me Like those white blossoms by the bank Of the river those white blossoms by the bank Caution to the wind I want to love you like wine 
by the bend of the river like white blossoms by the bend. Celtic, that's one of their uh, the songs from Celtic. And on the line, we have Owen O'Callaghan, who's bringing uh, his film to town on uh, Friday, November the 25th. Celtic Soul, Owen O'Callaghan, Jay Burchell, and their trip from Canada to Ireland to Scotland. It's directed by Michael McNamara. Owen, a very good morning to you. Hi, Ken. How's it going? All right, not so bad. Actually, good afternoon to you. You're calling in from Ireland, are you? Uh, well, bizarrely enough, I'm actually in Toronto at the moment. Okay, uh, so man. I'm staring out at a kind of a slightly overcast sky here down by Lake Ontario. So, Well, very good. Well, for folks that might recognize that name and maybe your voice, <laughs> Owen O'Callaghan used to be on that Fox sp- uh, Soccer Report. And uh, at, at the time when it was on, I used to tune in every night. And we're always great and proud to hear an Irish voice on uh, 
TV or uh, see an Irish lad. So uh, well done. We missed those soccer reports at 10 o'clock on Fox there. Yeah, we, we all do. Yeah, the good old days, as we, as we refer to them as. Yeah, very good. So listen, give us a little flavour of this movie. I had a chance to watch it. I enjoyed it very much, uh, <laughs> especially your hike up Crow Patrick. But uh, <laughs> give the folks uh, a, a little flavour of what, uh, what they're going to see. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I think it, it kind of works on, on two levels. I think the first level is that it's, it's a road trip between two friends uh, and they, they journey from, as you've described, from, from Canada through Ireland and then finally um, to, to Scotland and to Glasgow as a final destination. But um, there's a kind of a subtext to it as well. I mean, it's, it's myself and Jay Barshell, a well-known uh, Canadian, but a well-known Hollywood actor as well. And, and Jay, as well as being an obsessive Montreal Canadiens fan, um, he's also a really, really massive fan of, of Glasgow Celtic. And um, I've always been a little bit intrigued by how a kid grows up in Montreal supporting a, a, a team so far away um, uh, in a sport that's still kind of developing within North American circles. And essentially, as much as we're, we're on this kind of road trip and, and getting involved in a little bit of development along the way, it's also about kind of Jay's personal journey. Um, his ancestors are from the, the west coast of Ireland. They, they emigrated from, from Westport in the 1840s. Um, and we, um, we're almost kind of simultaneously tracing his ancestry with, with his support of Celtic. You know, obviously Celtic's origin story is um, the west coast of Ireland and, and uh, you know, uh, Brother Walford, who, who was the founder of that club, came from, came from Sligo as well. Um, and uh, you know you, you're trying to kind of tap into into those both wor- into the two worlds, the sports world, and in, in on one side, uh, identity and, and a fandom, and, and why we support the teams we do. And on, on the other hand, it's also kind of Jay's personal crusade as he kind of digs a little bit into into his own personal background. Yeah, it's very good. He gets quite emotional there in uh, in Westport and uh, down in Clue Bay where you are, and and that and uh, very good, very uh, very well done. And I loved the interview on uh, Peter Street, I believe. It was with the lad you go and knock on his door <laughs> yeah well it's it's weird it, it, all will be revealed to, to people who want to come by and, and, and see the film but um yeah jay's jay's trip to westport was certainly a kind of a, a high emotional point on on the journey um as was his his subsequent arrival in glasgow um mm-hmm. it's you know ultimately it's 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 a film about about people and, and relationships and you know no matter where you are in the world, you know that, that you know certain communities will always take you in um, and and uh, just treat you with immense respect and, and interest. And I think that um, you know, you know, for for us the journey starts with 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 Montreal. And when I was in Montreal, you know, that's that's what I was treated to. You know, everyone was so kind and so giving with their time, um, including the, the Canadians uh, who allowed us this unprecedented access the uh, center the center ice, the Bell Center, and and uh, this kind of amazing moment in, in, in the kind of the, the dressing room and, and this kind of sacred cathedral of kind of North American sports. And then obviously um, getting to bring Jay to Ireland and, and for him to see that um, hospitality um, up close and, and, and subsequently obviously in Scotland as well. Um, it's and, and I think it's kind of, it's it, the tone of the movie is very, very warm. You know, it's, it's, um, it's fun and uh, obviously, there's there's a little bit of messing between us every once in a while, but um, I think it's 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 as, as you mentioned, there are kind of you know high emotional moments as well in it. But I think it's it's a, it's a warm little film. You don't necessarily have to be a sports fan um, to to kind of embrace it. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier on, 
there are a couple of different um, angles to it, sport just being one of them. So I think there's kind of a nice crossover appeal. And ultimately, you just want people to, to enjoy it and be entertained by it and, and hopefully maybe take something from it as well once, once it's all done and dusted. I would agree. I think if, you know, there's a great sense of honesty, I think, in, in the movie. You know, it's uh, from you meeting your hero when you go over there to, uh, <laughs> to Celtic as well and, and winning the crossbar challenge. And you were very proud of that, weren't you? Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> It's, it's uh, you know, as I say in, in, in the film, you know, have you ever met a, a humble corkman? And the answer is no. Um, so when, when, you're, when you play against elite professionals and, and you kind of get your moment in the sunshine, uh, it's something we need to treasure for a long time. So winning a crossbar challenge at the Celtic training ground um, is, is something that will stay with me for a long time. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly a great memory. As you mentioned, getting to meet John Collins, who... He was a boyhood idol of mine. Um, he, he was kind of involved in a, in a, a very, very standout uh, moment of my childhood. And, and you fast forward however many decades and, and here he was getting to meet him in person again. So, um, yeah, just, I, I, you know, it's obviously, you know, Jay is the, the kind of A-list star um, and, and I'm very much the Robin to his Batman. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's nice, obviously, through the course of a film to, to have um, a little bit of give and take. And, and I think we both, um, took took quite a bit from the film and, and we took quite a bit from, from the journey itself. Um, I think Jay obviously got to delve into his ancestry but for me from a sports perspective you know I work in sport as, as a profession and um, sometimes you lose faith in sport I mean you, you write a lot and, and you broadcast a lot about the negative aspects of sport and the corruption and um, you know how much the, the, the entire kind of environment of sport and professional sport has changed and um, this was a real great um, opportunity for me to to go back and, and maybe fall in love with it a little bit more again, and um, you know, getting to to bring Jay to Croke Park and getting to show him Irish national sport and an amateur ethos that that remains there and in this kind of a incredible sporting space that 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 is Croker. Um, and it was you know, obviously subsequently to that going to Celtic and, and seeing the way that that they transcend sport in much the same way the Habs do as well, and and uh, it was great. It just breathed. Um, new life in, into it for me and uh, just kind of reminded me as to, as to why I do what I do. Ah, good stuff, great and uh, the premiere is on Friday, November the 25th at 6pm uh, will, uh, will you be at the premiere? Uh, yeah, myself and Jay uh, and our director Michael McNamara uh, from Markham Street Films who are fantastic production partners in this uh, we'll all be there uh, next Friday night um, so uh, we'll gladly uh, open the invitation to as many people as, as possible to be there on Friday. It promises to be quite a special occasion. Um, obviously, it's it's a it's, it's a premiere, um, so that the, there is the the first glimpse that you can get at, at, at the finished product. Um, but also, we're staying around afterwards for for a live Q and A um, at the at the the Ted Rogers Hot Dogs Theatre there. Um, so you can you, you know obviously the the floor will be open to. To the audience members to, to pepper us with as, as many embarrassing questions as possible and, and watch us uh, wriggle uncomfortably uh, in front of a live audience. <laughs> Brilliant. And how long is it running on? Um, yeah, so the premiere is on the 25th um, and it actually stays uh, in the Hot Dogs Theatre for, for the following week as well. So if you're unable to attend on the Friday, um, there's plenty more opportunity to, to, to catch a glimpse of it. Um, and it's obviously... Uh, all the details available from from the Hot Docs website, and also I would urge anyone who who uh, might have a passing interest to, to check out the film's website as well. It's um, CelticSoul.ca, and the reason I'm kind of plugging it is that um, 
we had amazing digital partners who, who designed this fantastic website, um, which features all of this kind of um, footage that we just couldn't fit in the finished edit. Um, so lots of stuff, that, that a lot of sequences from Ireland, from Scotland, uh, and from Montreal that just didn't make it into the final cut. But um, it just gives somebody a sense of what to expect from the film, perhaps in advance of going to see it. Um, and obviously as well, via the, the Celtic Soul website, you can get all of your ticket information as well as per um, the plan for, for the Hot Dogs Theatre. Brilliant stuff, Owen. Well, listen, thanks for joining us and uh, giving us insight in this and the best of luck with it and uh, everything else in the future. Thanks, me and Ken. I really appreciate having me on. No nice worries. Cheers. Good luck. Bye. Nice one. It's a cold hat me as cool as the dawn I'm glad that you're smiling and sad that you're gone I couldn't contain all the love in my heart So I took all my senses and tore them apart The beer light that guides me and led me astray Now I dance in the moonlight as it shines upon me I follow my shadow down to the key Where I spun you a promise there was not to be The mountains my savior, my conscience I climb Guilt drags me back to rest in the tide The beer light that guides me and led me astray And I dance in the moonlight as it shines upon the bay Can of Guinness. 
There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. All right, very good, folks. Here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. And as we mentioned off the top, yes, 25 years in business, the Galway Arms, and they're uh, down there celebrating today. Starting at 4 o'clock with live music right through the night, and they'll be rolling back the years on the pricing from 4 to 6 and from 8 till half 9. They'll also be uh, doing the Hop House 13 promo, and there'll be prizes drawn, including a 50-inch telly, plus much, much more. We'll, uh, they'll also be showing the All Blacks and Ireland game at half 12 today and we're getting towards that time of the year folks where you're trying to might think about giving a donation to a charity well Irish Project Hope would be delighted to get your money and you can send it in to Irish Project Hope Holy Rosary Parish 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto and it's M5P1N4 and market to the attention of Ethna Heffernan Dancing Classes with Maureen Mulvey are back at the Irish Supporters Club they're still going on there in Mississauga on uh, the Monday nights and on Tuesdays in the Corktown Pub on, in Hamilton. On Wednesdays at the Senior Centre in Toronto. And on Thursdays at the All Saints Catholic High School in Whitby. And in a few minutes' time, we're going to be chatting to uh, Cottle Kenna from Ireland. And he has just completed his debut feature-length documentary called Coming Home. And it uh, follows the journeys of a number of Irish immigrants from different parts of the world as they pursue their dreams of returning to live in Ireland. And it is screening at the Carlton Cinema. And it's starting at Friday, November the 25th, and runs till December the 1st. And uh, Cottle will be actually at the premiere on the 25th as well. Tuesday, November the 29th at 6pm in the Sherbonnel Lounge at St. Michael's College. The Ireland Park Foundation and Celtic Studies invite you to a talk by Dr. Jason King, head of the Irish Famine Archive. He'll deliver an annual Ireland Park Foundation lecture on the lives of Stephen Devere and Robert Walsh. Stephen Devere sailed from Ireland with former tenants in a coffin ship to Canada in 1847 and Robert Walsh was an Irish orphan who studied at St. Michael's College. It's free admission and everyone's welcome. And the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce Christmas Party is on December the 9th at P.G. O'Brien's. Doors open at 6pm, and that's always a great night of crack down there. Saturday, September, uh, sorry, Saturday, December the 10th at 8pm, it's an open-door Cayley. Everybody is welcome. The Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are $15. Cash Bar, Barry's Irish Tea and Home Baked Treats will be on there. Live music, great dancing. Kaylee, Seth and Walson. Of course, there's free parking. It's TTC accessible. You can contact Geraldine, 416-573-1205 or Mary at 905-330-7972. And the IPOY, yes, it is time. All right, the committee is now accepting nominations for the 2017 nominee. We're told that Brian Farmer is now ready to hand back the sash and you can submit your nominations to IPOYToronto at gmail.com before Sunday, December the 18th. Yes, folks, that is much earlier than usual. So you can contact them and send in that email. It's up on our website and uh, you can contact Cormac Monaghan, Kitty Freely or Anne-Marie O'Donnell or even Angela Murray. For all the information, you can go to our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com. Well, on the line we have Cahill Kenna. And Cahill, I believe you're calling in from Dublin this morning. I am indeed from a chilly Dublin. We're getting ready for the Ireland All Blacks game here. Really excited about that. And uh, thanks a million for having me on the program. I really appreciate it. No problem at all, Carl. Delighted to be able to do it. And yes, hopefully we can uh, we can pull off uh, another win against the All Blacks. It'll be mighty. 
Well, listen, I had a chance to uh, take a look at your uh, the trailer for your uh, your documentary, and it uh, it looks like uh, a lovely uh, piece of work that you've done. Some uh, some great shots and good interviews. Give the folks a little flavour of uh, what they can expect to see. Okay, so it's a feature length documentary uh, following the journeys and stories of uh, five different Irish immigrants. Um, they're pursuing their dreams of moving back to Ireland from uh, the likes of North America the UK, uh, the Middle East and Australia. And uh, the film just follows them on their journeys. There's lots of sort of twists and turns and surprises. And um, in some cases, um, some of the the subjects have a sort of a fairy tale uh, ending and homecoming back in Ireland. And for others, it doesn't quite work out as they had hoped. So it's um, it's a very poignant piece. There's some, some beautiful music, some, some beautiful scenery from around Ireland and around the world. And um, so far, for people who've seen it, it, it seems to be connecting particularly with Irish immigrants on a, on a very deep um, and personal level with them and, and their stories. Was there something that happened, uh, an, an event or something like that, that inspired you to do this uh, documentary, Carl? Yeah, around about 2008, um, uh, out of the blue, when, when uh, the economy started um, to suffer uh, quite a severe shock here in Ireland, uh, a lot of my family and friends literally packed their bags up and and left and emigrated, and they travelled to the four corners of the the earth. And um, immediately, I became fascinated by their stories, and I wanted to know how they were getting on, uh, what the experience was like. And then, the more I learned and the more I asked, and I started delving into the the generations that had gone before them in the 80s, and then going back to the 50s and 60s, and I just became enthralled by their stories and fascinated by um, what it's like to, to, to live life as an Irish immigrant. Yeah, we're, uh, there's lots of us out here. Uh, about 14% of the Canadian population claim Irish heritage, but there's plenty of us uh, in Toronto that have uh, made that journey away from home. And I suppose a lot of us have, have thought, you know, one day about going back. And uh, I'm sure as you meet your audience out here, because you are coming out for the premiere, right? That's right. Um, I'll be up in Toronto on Thursday and I'll be there for the premiere on Friday in the Carlton Cinema and I'm really looking forward to meeting as many Irish people as possible at that. You might be able to do uh, a second uh, documentary maybe when you meet some of the folks out here and, and see if there's any stories there because, uh, there, as I said, there's, uh, there's lots of us here who've often given the thought about going back. So yeah, maybe your, maybe your movie will inspire some people to do that. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's interesting what you're saying, Ken, because it's 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 not a straightforward decision. Um, I I don't think people who haven't uh, gone on that journey and and taken the bold leap uh, of emigrating fully appreciate the, the the full impact that it has and and how how big a, an impact it has on a person's life. And and equally for someone who's considering moving back to Ireland. The same applies. It's a huge move and it's a huge risk as well because um, people become established abroad and they uh, build up networks and support and build up their own friends and, and, and careers, etc. And it's a big, big risk to take uh, coming home. But uh, that's not to say that it's, it's not a worthwhile decision either. As, as you'll see in the film, it works out really well for some people. Great stuff, and we're going to give away a couple of tickets too to uh, to it. Um, so 
anybody who's interested in going down to meet maybe Cahill on the night, uh, we can, uh, if you send me in an old email, we'll uh, we'll set you up with two tickets to the uh, to his documentary. And as I say, it looks uh, really good from the trailer. And um, we hope and wish you uh, all the success here, uh, Cahill. How long is it uh, running for? 84 minutes. Right, and then it and it's running from the 25th of November to, is it December 1st? D- December 1st, sorry. So yeah. Every night, is it? Every night at 7 o'clock in the Carlton Cinema. Wonderful. All right. Well, listen, we, uh, as I say, we wish you the best with this, and it's your first and hopefully the first of many that you do, and uh, you're welcome back to chat to us anytime. Really appreciate that, Ken. Thank you very much, and thanks to your listeners, too. All right. All the best, Cahill. Safe travels. Cheers, Ken. Bye-bye. Cheers. Good luck. Very good. Cahill Kenna there calling in from Dublin, and uh, I suppose we do definitely wish him the best. So if you do want uh, two tickets to that uh, movie, give me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com, and we'll uh, we'll sort you out. And we'll play this one for uh, Cahill, and we're running out of time, so we'll, uh, we'll get a bit of this one in anyway. It's Colin Wilkinson and Coming Home. Yeah, there's uh, the voice of C.T. Wilkinson, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for the show today, folks. Thanks a million for listening in. Thanks to Cahill Kenna for calling in. And again, if you want tickets, send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com. And also for Owen O'Callaghan calling in, if you want tickets to that uh, particular movie, you can send me uh, the email in as well, or uh, even a text, 416-725-9670. And we'll set you up with two tickets to Celtic Soul or to uh, coming home and uh, that's it folks that's a wrap enjoy the rest of the weekend we'll chat to you next week Sloan.
Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. <laughs>